Hello and welcome to Star Wars, the best place for below average Star Wars. I'm your host, Peter, and my other host is Alan. Alan, how are you doing today? I'm all right, Peter. How's you? Brilliant. Yes, I am great. Um, it's been a great week. We've got two great pieces of news to talk about. First up, we have the Resistance Season 2 trailer. Resistance is returning in October for um, its second and final season, as they announced. We'll talk about that later as well. Um, yeah. But first of all, I just want to dive into the trailer and the things we saw. Mm. Um, so first of all, um, what were your initial thoughts on the trailer, feelings you had? Um, my initial thoughts were pretty much exactly the same as I watched the last film. Was It's a little bit Battlestar Galactica, but that's not too bad for me because I enjoy that series. You know, like we're, you basically, mean look, we're basically looking like we're going to be running from planet to planet and just basically watching the First Order just take over everything as they're going along, you know? Yeah, very much like sort of a lost in space, mm-hmm. but being chased through space. Yeah, that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, I, I definitely got that vibe as well. Um, very exciting, very tense. Um, was what I got from the trailer. It's very short cuts, lots mm. of um, cutting from people in panic, but cutting to space battles. Lots of Tie Fighters. Yeah, yeah, lots and lots of that. Um, yeah, I kind of get that vibe. They've, they're going to find somewhere kind of settle. We're going to find some new pockets of resistance, and then. All of a sudden, First Order is going to turn up, huge battle, and they've got to go to another planet. Possibly, yeah, and I think that would be great. I mean, what's great about this show now is that it's essentially running up alongside and past the events of The Last Jedi. So sort of at the end of that movie, we were left thinking, where did the Resistance go from here? Well, we might get answers or little inklings from this show, which is very exciting. Yeah, I kind of had a feeling that was going to go this way, you know. Um, so it's nice to see that it actually kind of looks like it is, plus a few extra little answers, you know, or, well, questions that we see so far, but could be answers, you know, with that holocron thing. Yeah, definitely. You know? Well, let's, let's dive into that, so we'll not do that point first. But So I've just got a few um, things that I noticed in the trailer that I thought looked awesome. I just want to discuss them with yourself. Yeah. Um, so first of all, we see the Colossus coming out of hyperspace and flying. Um, I think that looks awesome. How the space station <laughs> it does, is, a, it? is a spaceship, um, and that's going to be there's going to be some craziness there. Um, um, what's your thoughts on the space station turning into a spaceship? Um, well, it took me by surprise at the end of the first series, and let's put it that way. But it, it doesn't half look awesome, doesn't it? You know. Um, yeah, I mean, you've got a lot of chaos going on in there. You've got the, you know, the, um, oh, what's the word? Not the gangsters, the, um, the pirates and the pirates, all yeah. sorts, and they're all going to have to start living in there. And let's not forget, there's the evil BB unit that's in there, infiltrated. Well, that's a big spoiler. We should have given a spoiler warning for that. Um, <laughs> in case you're listening and wondering why we know that, uh, we happen to be in Chicago in April for the Resistance Season 2 panel, and we got to see the first episode. Um, that was one of the story points. But um, one thing I think about the Colossus is that, obviously, when you say it, it's very much an old ship. It's breaking down, and it's constantly fixing. Yeah. Um, I think it's got very... I mean, it looks nothing like it, but it's very similar vibes to the Millennium Falcon in that respect. Um, is it going to get you through every space? Is it not? Yeah. Are you being chased by the Empire? So it has, yeah. it has very similar... I mean, that's what George Lucas always said, Star Wars is poetry. Um, mm-hmm. 
And I think that it does reminisce with the Falcon, and that's something I like about it, and that's the feel you get. That yeah. sort of, it's lived in, it's breaking down, it's being chased. Is it going, is it going to survive? Is it not? And is I think, the hyperdrive going to work, or is it not? <laughs> yeah, and I think that's something that the, um, that the crew of that ship will certainly be finding out as we go on. Um, yeah. yeah, so the next clip I want to notice is that we had a recording from Kaz's father, I think, um, who I thought, I don't know if I missed something, but I thought it implied that he'd passed away on um, Hosnian Prime. Um, but obviously we get this recording of Kaz's dad. Now, obviously the recording does sort of cut out, so maybe he sent it just before Hosnian Prime got destroyed, or yeah. maybe maybe he has survived, he might have survived as well. I kind of get the feeling it's the first one with the cutout, you know, because everything seemed to happen so quick, you yeah. know, um, and everything seems to be on a very fast roar at the moment, along with the films, you know. Um, you know, it's not, it's not like, oh, this week this is happening, or this week that's happening. It's kind of like minute to minute, hour to hour type of thing, you know. So yeah. I do get a definite vibe that that's an old recording that, you know. Mm. You think he's passed away if he's died? Yeah, I think that, yeah. Well, that's going to add some real emotional um, power to this series, um, which I always, I always thought was there with Kaz and his dad. Um, mm. And I think, obviously, like when Kaz hears that it's blown up, you get that sadness feeling. But if yeah. you're going to see Kaz say his last message of his dad, and it's his dad sort of telling him to be safe, and that, that's going to be really powerful, really emotional, which people sometimes don't give animation the um, props it deserves. And I think animation can do emotion in a great way. So I think I think this show will do it in a great way as well, just like it did last season. Yeah, yeah. And um, I think you tend, to, you tend to see that, you know, with the Clone Wars and Rebels especially, you know, it starts off very, very, very lighthearted. And oh, then Rebels. it goes very serious very quickly, you know, and then all of a sudden you're in, you're in a roller coaster, right? I think oh, the same definitely. thing, yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> I mean, one of my favorite moments in all of Star Wars actually comes from Rebels, the season two um, finale, Twilight of the Apprentice, when Ahsoka faces Vader. And uh, it's very tragic and very emotional when um, when <laughs> when Ahsoka tells Vader um, that she won't leave him. And then, obviously, they use the Anakin voice comes on, voice by Mike Lannan, and he's like, then you will die. <laughs> it was so emotional. I was so, like, upset. Um, so I'm sure that animation can do it. They have done it, and they will keep on doing it. Um, yeah, definitely. Um, so moving on from that one, um, this is a quick fire sort of round. I just want to quickly go through the uh, the trailer because obviously everyone's watching it. Um, so uh, we've got um, we noticed that uh, the guys in red who have the sort of circles around the mouth, the Guavian Death Gang, who mm-hmm. we seen in the Force Awakens, um, chasing down the well, not really, chasing down Han Solo, um, along with the uh, Kanja Club. Yeah. So we see one of them, which I think it's great how. That's what's so good about Star Wars is that obviously we need some we need a we need a gang to come in here and do something and someone goes, Oh, guess what? We've already got a gang. So all interconnects like so subtly and it's brilliant. Um so I love seeing the Guavian Death Gang. I'm looking forward to seeing more of them and what they do. Um Did you pick up on that straight away? Did you spot them straight away? Yeah, I did. And what I'm really hoping for is a kind of a situation where in Empire Strikes Back, you've got all of those um, bounty hunters on the bridge of the Star Destroyer. Um, And one of my favorite Legends books is where you follow the story of each one of those bounty hunters as they're doing what they're doing, you know? But I'm kind of hoping we've got the same kind of situation where you've got like a load of bounty hunters all chasing them, including the Guavian Death Gangs and all the rest of it, you know? And we see... um... 
two which, different ones. Which book is that one? Do you know the title off the top of your head? Oh, I can't remember now. Um, I really can't remember. It was such a long time ago I read it, but I did. It was one, one of my favourite books. Yeah, yeah. So does that, it sounds really, I haven't read it, but it sounds really interesting. So it mm. follows each bounty hunter in each the hunt for the Millennium Falcon. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so brilliant. Bosk and IG-88 and all of them. Yeah. Oh, if anybody listening knows the title, feel free to hit me up on the Twitter and I might go and seek that book out. Um, I'll give you the Twitter handles later on. Mm-hmm. Um, brilliant. Um, we all, one of my favourite scenes, which perhaps a bit more lighthearted scene, was we got to see a, a hut. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, and what's, your, what's your thoughts on the hut? Looks like to be a real character. A real character. Looks like one of the friendliest huts that we'll see in the galaxy. <laughs> yeah, he was very happy to see Hype Phase on, wasn't he? Yeah, all the story there. <laughs> yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, I loved his, his design, how he was sort of sitting upright in the chair. So his tail sort of come off the front like your legs would. He did look way different, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, because usually the huts, obviously, the tails come to the side or go out the back. But this one yeah. come out the front, so but in that sort of chair. So he... It was great game, something we've seen before, but subtly different, which I love. Yeah. Um, so I'm looking forward to seeing his journey and obviously the resistance trying to get in with the huts. Mm-hmm. That has big implications because Leia's known as the Hut Slayer for watching the Jabba. So if they know that they're part of Leia's resistance, um, maybe there could be some altercations there. Yeah, but aren't huts supposed to like not get on with each other? I'm not quite sure how it works in Canada now. Um, yeah. I, I mean, I've read about Garakas in the comic. It didn't really delve into that aspect of it, so maybe the Huts don't like each other. I mean, I yeah. know in, in Clone Wars, they're all on that sort of council together. Mm-hmm. But I, to be fair, I don't remember that arc that well. It's one about, have you seen that arc where um, Sage Noodles is a big part of that arc? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. She's, she's in love with a Hut and um, sort of ditches him. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I remember that. Um, yeah, I, I really don't know how it goes. I... I Sometimes I get confused between legends and canons. It, it, it blurs the lines still for me. Yeah. Oh, it does a little bit, certainly. Mm. Um, but yeah, so that's certainly interesting. I like that point because maybe this hut didn't like Jabba, so he's very friendly to the resistance and wants to help them. Yeah. So that's a great way, great way of looking at it. Yeah. Um, or maybe they're hiding the fact they are resistance to him, which would be a bit tense and add some thriller scenes, which would be good. Yeah. Yeah, and what better? Pl- I mean, that it looked like that hut was part of the um the space station that and that looked a bit like a Las Vegas type of thing, you know what I mean? So what oh, better so you, place you, to? You think he already lives on the Colossus? You mean? No, not the Colossus. There was a different ship there. There was like a, um, there was like a, had a, a load of lights coming off it, and it looked like it was like a, um a casino type vibe to it, you know. Oh wow, I totally missed that. Um, so I'll keep my eye on it next time. Mm. So it's like a casino, like a sort of casino Las Vegas space station. That's the kind of vibe that I was getting. Yeah, you know, oh, that a little bit awesome. like a casino. Um, oh, what you call it? Thingy bite. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. great. Um, I'll definitely check out that. Um, and again, that's great to see something like that because obviously casinos, a lot of strange things can go down. A lot of classic American movies based in casinos and that type of thing going down. Heists, things like that. So we're going to get that in this series, which again adds to the fun and yeah. uh, the excitement that we're going to get. Yeah. Brilliant. I think we're going to see a lot of opening up of the galaxy in this one. Because, you know, I mean, The Last Jedi just closed everything down, basically, and you were just left going, well, what now? You know? So it needs opening back up, and I think this is going to be a good vehicle to do it. Oh, definitely. I think 
obviously we're going to see the first aura taking over the galaxy. So like, how are these space stations affected? Mm. Like, these pockets of society, whether it be a casino society, whether it be a planet, how, when the first aura is just taken over, and the, as we saw in The Last Jedi, there's only a Millennium Falcon left. So no yeah. one's there to keep them in check. So I think you're going to have, like, for a certain amount of time, until the Resistance builds themselves back up, the, yeah. first, order, the first order is going to go unchecked, taking over territory. Yeah, and, we're, and, I think, and I think we're going to witness that in the show and see how it happens. And that's very interesting. Yeah. Very, very interesting. We actually hear hype phase on say It reminds him of a time of the, of the Empire when he was a child. Yeah, um, when they just like rolled over everything. Yeah, yeah. So we're, yeah. we're going to see that. So it's going to be great. Um, moving on from the hut, um, probably the happiest thing in the trailer. We're going to move on to something <laughs> very, um, very spooky, very mystical. Um, obviously, they mentioned a, a power source from an ancient time. And when this first came on, my first thought was, and it showed an emblem, a sort of like a fish album type thing on the floor. I first thought, oh, Jedi Temple, Jedi Temple. And then it sort of cut to that sort of red and black sort of sculpture. And to me, I immediately went, oh, no, Sith Temple, Sith Temple. Could that be a Sith holocron? Um, what were your thoughts on that? I think this is going to be some kind of link between... Um what Kylo Ren and Rey are, you know, because they're not Jedi, they're not Sith, you know what I mean? There's something different that keeps getting alluded to, and I think this is going to be something far more ancient than Jedi and Sith. You think? I think, yeah. Wow, that's pretty big, pretty big thoughts there. Very exciting mm. thoughts, very exciting thoughts. I've never thought of that with myself. Um, mm. Very exciting, though. Um I mean, who's to say there isn't? There is just Jedi and Sith. Do you know what I mean? There could be other religions out there. Well, I mean, they're, they're trying to bring back the wills, aren't they? So, I mean, you know, I've got, I've got a big feeling that they're going to tie in by the time they finish the film and all the rest, the next film and all the rest of it. You know, the George Lucas's idea of somebody's telling the story way in the future type of thing, you know, in the Temple of the Wills type of thing, you know what I mean? I've, I've got a feeling that they're going to try and tie that in a little bit, you know, maybe it's this weird holocron thing or power sources part of that, you know? Possibly, possibly, yeah, that's a great thought. I've never, I've never thought of it that way before. That's great. Because um, I know that sort of canonised Wills, when they yeah. have the sort of the Guardians of the Wills were Chirut. Yeah, yeah. And, um, I've it's touched on, but it's Chirut's never really... from Rogue One, yeah. Yeah. Um, Mm. So who knows what they are? Yeah, you're right. They've left it very, they've left it open. It could yeah. be lots of things, which is obviously very exciting. It gives us reason to talk. That's why these podcasts are a thing. Um, yeah, it's just brilliant, isn't it? Yeah, and I mean, even the timing of when it's coming out. I mean, it's only like two months between this and the actual the next film. You know what I mean? And oh. the the actual timing of the um the films and this are pretty much running alongside each other. So I've got a feeling there's going to be some strong tie-ins along the way, you know? Definitely. I think this is definitely going to tie in into Rise of Skywalker, mm-hmm. um, 100%. And then also going back to what you were saying with um, <laughs> how cool it is, obviously we've got this coming out in October, mm-hmm. Mandalorian, the live-action TV series, coming out in November. Mm-hmm. And then we've got the movie in December. So And then I haven't said when Clone Wars is getting released yet, but that's that's coming either end of this year, early next year. So there's so much stuff happening um, in yeah. the next in the next sort of, you know, what I mean, I would say in the next six to six to nine months. Um, very exciting yeah. times. Um, so moving on from that, 
power mm. source point. I mean, just say my thoughts. Obviously, my thoughts were just I immediately thought Jedi Temple when I saw the emblem on the floor, even though yeah. it wasn't it wasn't a Jedi emblem, but I just got that vibe. And then when it cut to that sort of sculpture, I immediately thought took us back to Rebels. Yeah, and Maul's trying to get the Sith holocron, and I just thought that straight away. Yeah, and so those were my thoughts. And that was very exciting because I love a bit of mythology, a bit of lore. We've been getting a lot of Sith mythology and lore in the Vader comics. Um, so if anybody wants more of that, I recommend reading those. Mm-hmm. Um, moving on ahead to a cool little I don't know if you can call it an Easter egg, but maybe it is. Uh, we obviously see uh, Kaz and Nico running in what appears to be. Uh, <laughs> The radar technician outfit from the SNL sketch. Oh, did that's you... a pure nod. That is a pure nod. Did you notice no that straight way. away? Yeah, I was laughing at that. That's a pure nod. There's there's no other way to say that, you know. Because I'm not gonna lie, I I didn't notice it first time, and um, someone tweeted about it, and then I can't remember who that was, but mm. whoever that was, thank you. Um, but then <laughs> I, when I rewatched it, caught it. Um, so it's great that so radar technicians are an actual thing now in Star Wars canon. Yeah, so that is brilliant. So. Yeah, lots of fun. Um, Why not? <laughs> I mean, it works. It's it's it, it's got lots of pockets, which lots of compartments. Um, yeah. So I'm I'm all for it. Give us a radar condition six inch Hasbro the Black Series figure, please, and I will yeah. buy it. Um, just another quick point though, right? Because this has been bugging me because I've just rewatched it the day. But did you notice in the temple? There was a guy standing there, and he seemed to have a, um, a Tie Fighter pilot's uniform on, but the arms were kind of ripped off. Yeah, he's he's one of the um, I can't remember his name off the top of my head. He's voiced by Stephen Stanton, yeah, or Stephen Stoughton, however you pronounce his name. Um, so he's one of the the aces. He fights on the station. All oh, right, okay, yeah. okay, yeah, because <laughs> he's he's an ex Imperial um, mm. turned sort of. Ace fighter pilot, ace racer. All right, right, cool. All right. I was just wondering where that was coming in from. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, it's sort of cool because sort of where do these people go after mm-hmm. the war? I mean, he, he probably wasn't loyal to the Empire where he believed everything they did. It was just sort of a job. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So, like, where do you go when it falls? Well, I'm a good pilot because I got trained to do that. Yeah. I'll go and, I'll go and do this here. Because his ship even looks like it's made from a, um His ace it looks like it's made out of, like, parts of a tie or what's ah, left of yeah. a tie fighter. It's actually, yeah. out, it's actually out in Lego now, and it looks brilliant. Is it? um, it's designed just to take my money, is what it is designed to do. <laughs> um, I will be buying that mm. when I get my house. Um, <laughs> so moving on from the radar. I mean, how do you feel about that? They've obviously included something that was fun from an SNL sketch and now tied it in to like Star Wars, which I don't mind because it's, it's not a big part of it. Just they, They're just dressed as that, wherever they are. Like, so it's not really damaging anything. I think it's fun, and I think it's, it's okay. It's, it's it's great to do out there. It's not overuse of something. You know, Star Wars is supposed to be lighthearted. You know, like good versus evil, little jokes here and there. You know, I mean, watching the films. You know, they're classic films. I mean, some of my favorite scenes are the the little cutoffs. You know, um, where you see a couple of little things like you know you cut out jet um. Jabba the Hutt's palace, and then you see this one little monster eating this other little monster, and it's just a yeah, funny Jabba's little thing. Dog. And you know, to still have that kind of thing in, it's, it's quite cool. It needs it, you know. Definitely, I agree as well. I think you've got. I mean, we're dealing with such sort of deep drama for all the Star Wars that y- you need that in there. Otherwise, it's just going to be too deep. Yeah, and like it's and it's that that sort of fun things that let you. Easier through the drama, exactly. you take the darkness in, and then obviously you get the end. You hopefully exactly. get a happy ending. 
Otherwise, it's just going to be too damn serious, and it's just going to be you'll you'll lose people with it, you know. Yeah, definitely. So moving on from that, mm. from radar technician uniform, mm-hmm. uh, moving on to the real Matt, the radar technician, uh, Kylo Ren. We see Kylo Ren. We hear Kylo Ren. This blew me away, and I fell off my seat. Uh, I was sort of flapping. I flap a lot. My girlfriend doesn't <laughs> like it. Um, I was sitting next to her watching it. I started flapping my arms. And she was like, what are you doing? I'm like, it's Kylo Ren. He's there. My boy, he's evil. Because obviously, you know, I think... Without talking about Ben Demshin, which is, of course, the redemption of Kylo Ren theory, which may or may not happen in Rise of Skywalker. I, I don't want to talk about that today in too much detail. Right. Um, mm-hmm. But obviously, you see in this bit, he's using the force on someone who's failed him. To, so she's picking her own gun out of the holster, to which we is have... like very sinister. So is he going to make her shoot herself? Is he going to make her shoot someone else? Like, a very dark and sinister. Um very dark and sinister. We have to say Kylo Ren is dark and sinister because if we say Kylo Ren too often, you know, the Han Solo bit notwithstanding, but too often we say Kylo Ren pulling back and not being dark and sinister as what maybe he should be. So it has to be seen. We'll have to see it, you know? Yeah, because he's very conflicted. And I agree with that. He's very conflicted. Mm. And he's conflicted for a reason. And I mm. like that. But I think that, yeah, like you see him yeah. sort of he'll do things where he gives into the light, but then he, but then he won't give him the darkness yeah. as well. And he's very, very tormented. Um, but I wonder when this scene takes place. I wonder if this scene is taking place uh, probably before the events of The Last Jedi, or maybe just after, where he's Supreme Leader. Uh, we don't um, know. Um, well, who knows? I mean, Star Wars are pretty famous for, for bringing people back who should really be dead. But I can't really say Captain Phasma coming back from... You know what happened to her in the last film, so it has great to point, be great point. You know, I mean, it has to be in I, I think, yeah, I think the first part of this series is going to be in between, yeah, and then the second part is going to be after. So it's going to be very, it's going to be very much like the first season where it was set before Force Awakens, yeah, and then you see Cosmian Prime happen, and then it's just after. Mm-hmm. Same again here, yeah, yeah, that kind of thing. I yeah. like that. I like that theory. I hope it is like that because I wonder if we see some perspective before and the perspective after. So you mm. think that's Kylo Ren before he hasn't killed Snoke yet? He hasn't found Rey yet. Yeah, because I mean they're coming in by um, you know video. So I mean, like they could be on the ship while they're busy chasing down the la- the remnants of the Resistance. You know, it's you yeah. know it's easy to do that. It's not. So, I mean, actually, he... sorry. Apart from that one time where you see Kylo Ren's ship coming down onto a planet you know what I mean yeah so you think it could be so Kylo Ren's probably going to be very angry because he's obviously killed his dad but he lost to Rey and Snoke as we see on the bridge of his ship yeah. and the last Jedi is not happy with him um, so maybe Kylo's taking that out on this woman um, possibly possibly yeah we shall brilliant. see <laughs> brilliant um, so that's pretty much everything I want to talk about um bits that I saw in the trailer that I really loved. Um, any bits I've missed out that you want to talk about? Um, not really. I mean, I'm enjoying seeing so many, um, what looks to be so many space battles, you know? And, um, yeah, I mean, it's, it is what it is. It's going to be a rip roar and a ride, I think, to be honest with you, you know? Yeah, I mean, bringing up them space battles, obviously, there was a lot of quick cuts in that trailer. 
So I, I don't know if it's all the same space battle or if there's loads of different ones. But obviously, if you've seen Last Jedi, you've saw that they know how to track people through hyperspace. Yeah. So maybe they're tracking the Colossus through hyperspace and every time it stops, they're attacking it and then it flies off again and it stops again and then they attack it again, which would be awesome. And then for anyone who's read um, Alexander Freed's new book, uh, Alphabet Squadron, which is brilliant. If you haven't read that, go and read it. I loved it. Uh, yeah. that, that deals with the Empire chasing down um, New Republic spies and, um, and ships. And then mm. what they do is... Um, they keep chasing it through hyperspace, and so there's multiple battles one after the other because they keep on wearing the enemy down, following it wherever it goes. Yeah. Um, so it could be that kind of vibe, which I loved it in this book. So I think yeah. I love it in this TV series, definitely. Oh, I, th- I think it's definitely that vibe. I don't pick up any other kind of vibe, you know? <laughs> <laughs> awesome, awesome. So I think we've tied up everything to do with Resistance Season 2, um, the trailer that is. Yeah. Um, is there anything you want to add about this season? What, what you're looking forward to? What you're not looking forward to? I'm just looking forward to see where it ends. You know, um, I really am. I'm, like I said, the universe really needs opening up again, and I'm excited to see it actually happen. You know, in new and different ways, and it'll, it'll. I think it's going to leave a lot of different things where. There can be extra miniseries and extra tie-ins and books and things like like that. You know, I think they're yeah. really using it as a vehicle to open the universe back up. Definitely, definitely. Know? I mean, let's talk about one of the, obviously the said second and final season. So they've the announced this as the final season. Um, I like the idea of that. Do you think that's due to? I mean, people are saying that people complain about it online and people don't like it, and that's why they've stopped it. Um, I mean, we were in that celebration panel. And that yeah. panel was lively. It was exciting. It was full. Um, people were loving it. There. The energy was brilliant. Um, so there's definitely a thirst for this series. People love it. So for me personally, I don't think it's because of any of that. I honestly think we're telling this story about the Resistance. Um, we're now open to the point where we're telling the Resistance story past The Last Jedi. And like, obviously, you would think after the events of Rise of Skywalker, you probably don't need a Resistance anymore if you're having a happy ending. So maybe that's why. Um, what's your thoughts on it being the final season? Um, here's one. Why do you need Star Wars Resistance to go to a third series? Basically because you love the characters. But why do the characters need to stay in Star Wars Resistance? Why can not a few of these characters actually appear in the next film? Well, that, that's a great point. Because I think, we, obviously, if some of these characters survive the series... yeah. Like, the resistance is going to be a big part of Rise of Skywalker. So mm-hmm. you, you, you're going to have to at least hear them or hear yeah. of them or know that they're around. Or um, something. So yeah, yeah. yeah so that, that's a great point. Yeah, definitely just, a great point. So they're, they're going to go into other mediums, you think? I think so. Yeah, I think so. I mean, just look at the show Gatano. I mean, she's, you know, she's all over the place, to be honest with you. Yeah, yeah. she's been and gone and come again. Mm-hmm. I think it's like the 11th, 11th year. What was it today? I think it's the 11th, 11th anniversary my debut. Is it really? Wow. Is that right? 2008? Was that 11 years ago? Mm. I can't do maths. Um, <clears throat> um, but something like yeah. that. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Um, so, she's, I mean, and she got a lot of stick at the start with, obviously, looking now, fan favourite, top merch seller. Um, everybody wants her back. Yeah, exactly. Um, I've got a small theory. I know where we're going to go with this conversation, so I'm going to hold it in right now, but I do have a small theory on something. 
At, um, what, Ahsoka related? Yeah, Ahsoka related, but uh, we'll, we'll talk about it in a bit. But well, yeah, we'll... like I say, I mean, why do these characters need to just stay in resistance? They could easily m- move into different stories and we could have books and, you know, comics and all oh, sorts. Definitely, you know, so... if you look, take the book Alphabet Squad that I just mentioned, mm. that book has a, has a comic time, which I've not read yet. Um, I'm going to pick it up once it comes out um, in trade paperback. But yeah. yeah, so like, and it follows her, that one of the characters in her times in the Imperial Academy and stuff like that. So, like, you know what I mean? They are doing these things. Yeah. They're crossing over comics and books. So, why can't they move these characters into other mediums? That mm-hmm. is great. Um, so, I think we'll tie up all of the Resistance Season 2 chatter there. Mm-hmm. Obviously, other big news this week. Um, not confirmed by Disney or Lucasfilm, um, but a couple of big publications um, claim they've got more than two or more sources confirming it. Um, Cineflex are one, so a variety, amongst others. Um, Hugh McGregor has signed on to be Obi-Wan Kenobi again. Um, what's your first thoughts about that? Yes. <laughs> this is, um, um, my thoughts are still running wild on where this one could go. I mean, obviously, this the story, everybody's pretty much assuming it's going to be him on Tatooine, which, I mean... At first thought, you think, well, he's a hermit on Tatooine. Where's the story? But then there's, <laughs> there's, there's, there's loads of, I mean, you've got a young Luke Skywalker who obviously knows Ben Kenobi. You know what I mean? You've got battles with um, the, um, the Tuscan Raiders. He's got to settle in. I mean, who's to say he doesn't actually start off the new resistance, which is what I'm I was saying about Ashoka Tano earlier on, you know what I mean? She obviously goes somewhere before she um, hits the Rebels. Why not into this? Yeah, she could go and see Obi-Wan and he could maybe say, look, I can't do that. I need mm-hmm. to stay here with Luke, but you can go and do that. Exactly. That's a great point, yeah. So she goes to Tatooine, finds Obi-Wan. She's like, what are you doing here, Obi-Wan? We need to like, fight the fight. And Obi-Wan's like, oh, my mission's here. I need to watch the boy. Um mm-hmm. Anakin's boy, I need to watch him. And obviously she yeah. would feel that. You need to go and you need to go and be full cub. You need to go and be the spy. And then yeah. so and yeah, you... that's that's a brilliant idea. I love that. That's great. I've never thought that myself. That's brilliant. Mm. And you could also, I mean, if if that is what it is where he's on Tatooine, you know what I mean? You could you've got like a young Luke Skywalker there. You could use this as a vehicle to show Luke growing up. Oh, hundred percent. I mean they do it in the they've done it in the comic. I think it was a ooh, Star Wars comic, it was like the journal of Obi-Wan Kenobi was shown. Mm. Luke has the journal, goes back to the house and gets it um, before the before um, the events of Empire Strikes Back. Yeah. And in that in that book, Obi-Wan tells a story of he's doing things with Tatooine. He's like, there's some gangsters trying to steal the water with the job of the hood. Yeah. And he gets tangled up with them and like Luke gets involved and it's a young Luke, like a four-year-old to eight-year-old Luke. Um, so, so they have t- told those. And it was only like, I think it was a one-off issue. Um, mm-hmm. I think, but even, even if it wasn't, it was only a few issue run, like that story within the whole Star Wars run, that is. Um, Ooh, so they have just so that, thought of something. Well, they have told that story, um, but yeah, continue. Yeah, not just just bear with me here, right? Because I, it's literally just come to my mind. I'm thinking of the solo film, yeah, and I'm just wondering where the hell they're going to take Crimson Dawn, you know, um, and Kira, especially, you know. Um, think they could be tied in the Kenobi movie? They could tie that quite in quite easily because we all know Darth Maul is searching out Obi-Wan Kenobi and we do see him in um, Rebels 
with this, you know, 30 second bit where Darth Maul turns up. Because I'm just thinking on this because I did read something just earlier on where, you know, Darth Maul isn't actually dead and blah, 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 fish kids. He's dead. You know what I mean? But he does turn up for that 30 seconds and, and it, um, Obi-Wan does finish him off. But a couple of the episodes could quite easily be Darth Maul arriving on Tatooine, you know what I mean? And, and using maybe his Crimson Dawn as a vehicle to find the help, you know, settle things down. There's so many ways this thing could go. Yeah, I mean, I think, I think canon-wise, I think Maul's lost Crimson Dawn by the time you meet him in Rebels. That's why he's hiding in the temple. All right. I think okay. he's already lost Crimson Dawn because um, mm-hmm. he's hiding there and he's waiting for someone else to come to open up the... Uh, because two of them need to open up the doors to get into nah, September the power of two and stuff. So I think he's, all, he's already lost Crimson Dawn. But I think, I mean, who's to say you do one season, mm. right? And then you could end it with a live-action scene-for-scene remake of that battle. I mean, they've obviously brought him back for a reason in the uh, end shot, you know? And what that reason is, it's still, you know, as much as probably every, every other Star Wars fan, what is that reason? You know, where's that gonna go? Yeah, who knows? Who knows? Mm. We can only speculate on it. Um, but yeah, it'd be great to maybe. I mean, I, I don't think he's ever seen Kenobi since the last song. That's why when he meets him in the desert, he's quite like you were here on the desert. Why? So you know, I mean, he's quite confused. Yeah. Um, but there's no reason why we kind of kind of show you more elsewhere. Um, I mean, I think Kenobi spends a lot of time on Tatooine. Something mm. to see in those early years, he doesn't go anywhere else. No, but you know, I mean, it doesn't mean to say he can't control stuff or you know, do other things, you know what I mean? Yep. So, my question here is is it going to be a TV series or is it going to be a movie? Ah, uh, TV series, by TV the series, yeah, I think so as well. I think TV mm. series, and I'm glad I'd rather have eight to ten hours than two hours in a movie, yeah. Um, and I think. I mean, one of the things, obviously, I know that they've stepped away from the Sandler movies now after Solo, mm. the performance of Solo, which I think is a bit premature because, I mean, you had Rogue One, which was great, performed great. Solo performed not so good, mm-hmm. mainly due, in my opinion, was release day and all sorts of scheduling and all sorts of marketing. Um, yeah. So I don't think it was the fault of the movie itself. Um, but you've, great so, movie. so you've mm-hmm. hit one out the ballpark and then you've, you've been caught out one. So to me, like, you're one for one. Like, do another one, but... Like, do you know what I mean? It's not as if both have failed. Like, you're 50-50, but they've obviously decided not to do Samuel movies. That's what they said, supposedly. I think it was yeah. more of a Bob Iger decision than a Lucasfilm decision. But, you know, give me, I'm all, give me more Star Wars. I love it. Um, <laughs> you're gonna, if you're going to give me 10 episodes one hour long, thank you very much. I'll take that. Exactly. You know what I mean? Awesome, awesome. I think that's wrapped up. Um, this episode, really, there's, there's the two things I wanted to talk about. Um, yeah. just a quick question uh, before we wrap things up here I love Star Wars merchandise have done since I was four <laughs> um, I've picked up some great purchases lately I, just oh, want, yeah. to t- I want to tell you one about those because they were really good deals uh, if you're loving the figure action I think you should definitely hit up uh, the entertainer you should definitely hit up B&M Bargains they've mm-hmm. got some awesome figures in for cheap uh, I'm talking like Target exclusive Chewbacca from Solo for like eleven pounds. I'm no talking. Way. I'm talking like Ray in the special series with the she comes with the scenery for like twenty four pounds instead of fifty pounds. Mm-hmm. I got a Kylo Ren who come with um, still unseen Kylo Ren who 
for fourteen pounds. So if you're wanting these figs, and obviously there's a lot of places charge full price still. Some of the merchandise is very expensive. Um, you need to be hitting up uh, these places, B and M bargains, and the entertainer if you live in the UK, hit those places up, and you'll find some great bargains. Um, but speaking of Obi Wan, I picked up a great figure, a great figure. I paid full price for it, but I got it from Forbidden Planet, and uh, it was full price, which was only nineteen ninety nine. So that's that's reasonable. That's that's how much they are. That's great. Yeah, it, it is an exclusive, so sometimes they put a few extra pounds on them, but they didn't. So good, oh, cool. yeah. good sport on them. Great job. Mm. Um, so Hasbro have done it. Obi Wan Kenobi, but he's in the clone armor. So oh, he's nice. the clone commander. Yeah. yeah, it's an awesome figure. Like I said, he was reasonably priced nineteen ninety nine. Cool. And obviously, we're getting Obi Wan Kenobi show, so that'll <laughs> tie off nicely there. Um, if you've got any merch recently, Alan, any good buys or? Um, no, not really. I'm still, um, I mean, as you know, I'm a bit of a model builder, um, and I'm still, I've just finished off the stuff that I got from, um, the celebration that we went to in Chicago, which is that was the fantasy awesome. flight, is that the fantasy flight games models? Yeah. Uh, no, not them ones. I haven't touched them ones cause I want to really convert the hell out of them. Um, you know, I'm going to. Um, all sorts coming out of them but it's just working out how to do them no these were the bandai ones and the the detail on them was just absolutely unreal bandai yeah where did you buy them from again um there was a little bandai store around one of the corners um and i picked up this little um box set that had uh, the tent of four and the millennium falcon um so they were like really small you know and um the detail is just absolutely unreal, you know. Um, like painting them up, you just can't actually can't go wrong with them, you know. I'm finished off this Millennium Falcon, and it, it really actually does look shop bought. Oh, brilliant! Know? So you recommend those, the Bandai miniatures? Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. You know, yeah. Brilliant, brilliant. Well, I'm glad you're having fun with those. Um, <sighs> so I'm going to round the show off now. Thanks for joining us, Alan. Oh, um, no she, I'm sure you'll be back for many more episodes. Um, <laughs> You're not on social media, are you? No Twitter, no, Instagram? No, no, not, nothing like that. No. Good. <laughs> the government don't know where you are because they can't track you. Damn right. <laughs> as for me... I've got um, a lead-lined roof. <laughs> yeah. As for me, I love the attention. So I am on Instagram and I am on Twitter at Pete Hitman Heart. Yes, I love Brett Hart. That's why it's Pete Hitman Heart. Um, so hit me up there. Um. So yeah, may the force be with everyone. May the force be with you all. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for listening, everyone. Oh, no and, problems uh, anytime. Brilliant. Have a great day, everyone. Bye. All right. Bye. Bye.